Diamond. Welcome back. We're hello, in hello. Episode number two. Am I too far from you? No, okay. that's perfectly fine. <laughs> episode number two of Life and Curly Q's podcast with me, Eileen. And yeah, we're going right into it. I have a new guest today, and my new guest is someone super special. Um, she is not low not mm, English. See, I still can't English after the first episode. She's not only a great person and awesome person that we're going to be talking about all her stuff later, but she also just happens to be my mother. And so I would like everybody to meet my mother, Janet Hi, Sanchez. Everyone. I'm super excited. She was with me on the initial trip where I was like, oh, I want to do a podcast. And now we're here. On episode number two. So excited for you. <laughs> and so today we're going to talk about her experiences, of course. Remember, Life in Curly Cues is about adulting and kind of your experiences about it. And so that's what we're going to do. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself besides you being my mother? I have never been so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and she's been interviewed by a lot of different people. <laughs> Um, what was the question? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself besides being my mother. So I am a military spouse. I, um, we just retired in March, last March. And um, I am from Puerto Rico. I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Um, what else? I don't know <laughs> about. Uh, well, I um, I like to help people, mm -hmm. and um, sometimes I wish I could do more. So I put that on myself, which is not good. But um, yeah, and I'm very involved in my kids' schools, and of course, that will be this will be my <laughs> last year uh, <laughs> involving in school. Um, and involved in the community. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's, like I said, pretty awesome of a person. <laughs> and so going into it, um, we're going to, I'm just going to go ahead and ask you the first question. Sure. Um, what was there, because you said you were born and raised in Puerto Rico, yeah. but you did come over to the States for college? In 1992. Believe? Okay. And so, and to everyone thinking, Puerto Rico is part of the United States. It is. It's not its own country. It's part of the U.S. It's part of the U.S. <laughs> We're a commonwealth. Um, what was the moment where you were like, I'm, a, I'm starting to become an adult? What was that initial moment where you were like, oh, man, I'm starting to enter into this adult world? This is very interesting. And kind of weird in a way, just because um, I think I started becoming an adult as a child, Okay. which is completely different of how you guys, <laughs> yeah. my kids, you especially, <laughs> and the other two, <laughs> date their life. Um, I, as a child, of course, we used to live in not a, um, in a, countryside of Puerto Rico and um, we didn't have the meanings that we have now right so my mom and dad used to work in the telephone company in Puerto Rico but it was very far away from where we used to live they used to work in San Juan we live in Sidra so um, well I was a child I remember um, that I will stay behind with my grandma and at points, um, I remember my aunt, there was no roads still, uh, so it was dirt roads. Okay. So we literally had to walk to the main street. And from there, and it was a long walk, and from there we would get a bus that would take us to school. So my aunts, which I have to say my mom has a lot of brothers and sisters. Yes, and I'm the oldest. family. I'm the oldest <laughs> grandchild. So my aunts will walk with me and <coughs> take me to this was kindergarten but I'm, I'm trying to go back so you can see how I become an adult as a child <laughs> um, so my aunts used to 
walk with me to the main road and then from there we will take a public transportation it was a small bus and they will drive us to town that was the only place that they had kindergarten at that time so um kindergarten was only on to 12 and my aunts were in middle school and high school little middle school i think and at 12 they will go and pick up pick me up at kindergarten walk back to walk me back to the bus stop put me on the bus stop by myself and then i had to ride that bus by myself back to my home and then what i got in uh, the bus stop at my house mm-hmm. then one of my other uncles would wait there for me and then they walked me back to the oh house wow. so that was childhood (laughs) (laughs) that's very different (laughs) very different and i have to i mean i have to say all our family lived together so my mom's house was right in front of my grandma's Mm -hmm. house so so i was always there was always somebody there but as i grew up once i went to i remember third fourth grade fifth grade um and my sister was um in elementary school too my mom then will drive us to school and the, the elementary school was very close to our house so they she would leave us sitting down in front of the uh, fence of the school when she used to leave for work mm-hmm. and we would sit there until the cafeteria ladies will come and open it up and open it up so we could sit oh. there so i at that point, I had to take care of my sister mm-hmm. while we will sit there and wait. Um, and then when school was over, I have to go back home. And my grandma teach me how to cook for my mom and my dad. So when they got home from work, you have food. food. Um, so I don't complain at all mm-hmm. because it, it literally made me the person that I am today. But... Um, I looking looking back and I was like, oh my god! I mean, I really did adult earlier than you adult at elementary age. Elementary age, yes. Okay. Because I felt the responsibility on my shoulders that yes, mom and dad was going back to mm-hmm. work. They had to drop me off at school very early. We will sit in the fence on that fence on was open to go to the cafeteria. In that moment, I had to watch for my little sister. Mm-hmm. But then after school, it was the same thing. I had to go back home, and I had to um, take care of my sister mm-hmm. and, and and cook dinner if it was <laughs> to cook dinner, unless Grandma cooked dinner for yeah. us, which she did a lot. That's pretty crazy. It is. Yeah. Not yeah. a lot of people have that type of adulting experience, whereas, like, when I mentioned in the first episode, mine was series of events but essentially it all started from when I got my car which I was already 19 by then and that's when I considered it becoming adult whereas you were like six seven already taking on adult things (laughs) after I finished um elementary school which in Puerto Rico is sixth grade seventh grade my mom decided to take us to the city Mm -hmm. so we went to a private school which it was close to her work. So we literally left the house very, very early in the morning and we will drive to school. We will fin- we will be at school and then sometimes school was over at 1, one twenty for us. Literally sometimes we will go to mom's work and just stay there until she was done at 5 so we could drive together at home. Bye. I said by eighth grade, um, I was in a, I was always a dancer, you know, mm-hmm. I dance a lot. Since yeah, my mom went child. to a ballet high school in yeah. Puerto Rico, which was pretty <laughs> so, cool. So it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was um, by eighth grade, then I was very into dancing in my hometown, so so I was able to go to class, mm-hmm. and this is, I, I I still think back and say I was crazy for doing this, but it was the only way I could have dance in my life. So mm-hmm. I literally will 
get public transportation from the city, which is very far away. Yeah. From my hometown. And I, uh, I had to take a bus from my private school to one of the main towns. From that main town, I will get another bus to another main town. And then from that other main town, I will get a bus to our town. And then from there, my mom will pick me up around 6 or 7 when they were already back from work. So I would take public transportation mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico to four different towns almost to get to my dance class. Um, so I don't, I didn't miss that. And I was by myself. Yeah. And it, seriously, I was by myself. I was doing this by myself, and I'm, I'm thinking it was eighth grade, ninth grade. Dang. Yeah. That's it was crazy. So different. It's such a different world. Because I won't let you do that. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't allow my kids to do that crazy stuff. Yeah. At all. At all. But I guess we live in different times. Yeah, we do. And that time was. I guess if it was unsafe, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I guess we trusted everybody. I don't trust anybody. <laughs> I have to say that I would love for my kids to be born in Puerto Rico, but I don't know the way that we, I don't don't know how to explain it, but the way that you guys grew up here, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be that different. It It would have been different. It would have been very different. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. Because even looking at how, because you have cousins, which I I guess they'd be my first cousins. first cousins, yeah. So you have cousins that are around my age or younger than my no, age. Let me no, they're my first cousins. There will be your second cousins. They're your cousins. Yeah. Isn't it cousin, first cousin, second cousin, or is cousin the same as first cousin? I think cousins is the first <laughs> cousin. I don't know. Check with one, two, three, me. I don't know. That has always confused me. Anyways, you have cousins. We have a lot. Like there's a lot. Something. There's a lot of cousins in our family. You have cousins that are around my age or younger than me yes. that have all grown up very different. Yes. I mean, they've grown up in the same time as me, but yeah. very different very as me. Different. So you could think of it as if if we had been born in Puerto Rico and grown up in Puerto Rico like you so were, it would have been more like how they grew up yeah. rather than how we grew yeah. up here, right. military life and all yeah. that. Like we would have probably it was stayed. More yeah, yeah, for sure. It was more structured. We'd probably be way more in touch with nature because Correct. you lived in the mountains. Correct. And the mountains yeah. is just... And your grandpa has mm-hmm. animals. Yes. Grandpa has chickens and has rabbits. And we, whatever we don't eat, we give it to the pigs. So, yeah. yeah. That, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how it would be, <laughs> you know? Um, so you adulted essentially as a very young kid. Not a lot of people have that experience, or if they do, it's from back in the day. But it was safe. I was safe. Any, I don't remember being unsafe in any, at any time. Okay. Okay. So you adulted early, and then you are now here at now today. Do you feel like you are full on an adult already? Or do you feel like there are still moments where you're like, oh, I'm still like, not, not essentially learning because everyone's still learning, but are you still, are there moments now where you're just like, oh, this is what being an adult is like. I'm still adulting type of thing. Oh yeah. Every day. I think. You grow and you learn every day, and adulting is a daily thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything is going to come to you at any point, so you either prepare or not. Okay. So, is there a recent moment where you were just like, "Oh, I'm still adulting"? <laughs> uh, like you've got the kids, you've been settled down for twenty something years. Yeah. Like now, is there was there a recent moment within the past like? month or two months where you were just like oh I'm still I'm still figuring this out I'm still adulting I guess when you get news that you don't want to hear by yourself okay and then you're in that position going like 
still still adulting by okay. myself. There's no no one right next to me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Um. So going past that, kind of going back to you and what you do and who you are, um, you're again. I'm gonna keep saying I'm an awesome person, but um, you mentioned you like helping people. You do yeah. good. Is yeah. there a I mean, I know there is, but some people, I mean, pretty much everybody, <laughs> my, you're a local celebrity, essentially. No, I like I'm to tell, I like to tell everybody my mother is basically a San Antonio celebrity because if yes. you don't know her, you will know her by the end of the day, wherever yes. she goes. I mean, we even learned that when we went to a conference in Miami yeah. together. So, oh, my dog's barking. Um, <laughs> Zeus, silence. He hears he, something. He hears Someone's something, walking yeah. by the door. Yeah. Um, man, Zeus. Okay. Uh, oh, so everyone knows you, and if they don't know you, they'll know you. Anyways, um, what do you do? So you mentioned you do good. What is it that you do th- to do good? I think it's one important thing to do to do good is understanding. And it's not assuming things and is listening and maybe saying I'm here mm-hmm. you know what you need because sometimes that can backlash is that how you say it, it can like backfire backfire mm-hmm. to you because you are so into other people that you figure you forget yourself so this is where self-care comes so I do. I do a lot, and I like to give whenever I can. My time, of course. Um, I wish I had money to give, but... Um, <laughs> uh, but since I was a child, my grandmother and my grandfather from my mother's side told me that um, you give what you can, and when you have time in your hands, you give to others, mm-hmm. and you... Uh, and you volunteer your time, and and it's been satisfying. I think since I was little, I would like mm-hmm. I like to help others, and that's how we grew up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was you need help, okay, let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah, if you're not doing anything, let's go. And and this is how my community, and this is how my family. I think it's all of us. Yeah, yeah. and it definitely shows that's how you grew up because that's how you raised us where we have that sense of we want to do good we want to help like the amount of volunteer hours that I had by the end of high school and then took that on to college and then same with English same with our our oh my gosh same with my brothers um we've all done proud because I like to see you guys do that so I have to say, when I saw you in college, getting involved with organizations, with nonprofits, and helping mm-hmm. and and volunteering, it was very dear to my heart because I was like, even if I didn't say it, you were listening and you were looking. <laughs> so it was it was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so you do good. You've done it since you were little, but you have a nonprofit that I you do. started yourself. I do. Um, which I want to get into a little bit um, to kind of just share with everybody the good that you do. <laughs> um, so tell us about your nonprofit, which is Esposas Militares Hispanas, okay. um, USA Armed Forces. <laughs> and just tell us how, what made you want to start that and when you started it? Kind okay. of a little brief history. Okay, so we. Um as a military spouse, of course, my English is not perfect. You know, you can <laughs> hear that and see. Um, and my accent is sometimes strong. <laughs> we'll tell you a story about yesterday <laughs> later. That's, that's what's playing in my head right now, yesterday's. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we'll tell you about that later. But um, so um, in 19, well, let me back higher, back, backtrack. Um as a military spouse in a in a base in a military base where you don't know anybody mm-hmm. or you don't know the language is very hard. So I did know a little English because mom and dad usually every summer took us 
here to the United States to visit family or whatever mm -hmm. so we could practice. And in Puerto Rico, everybody knows English. We're just very um, proud. Stuck to and Spanish. And yeah, yeah, stuck to Spanish. And we don't practice much, but, I mean, English is everywhere. Yeah. Um, so you feel sometimes um, alone as a military spouse that you don't, I mean, in, in a different place because you don't know the language. And I remember um, as soon as we joined the military, I was helping other military spouses when they had to go to um, doctor's appointments or where they had to go to different places, and I would translate. So when we were at Walter Reed, I used to translate for the spouses or the parents of the injured soldiers that were coming back from war. So um, it, it started like that, but then in 2007, when we were at Fort Knox, we had a little group of like 10 military spouses that we used to take uh, cake classes together mm -hmm. and we used to um, leave the kids at school and then go and have coffee or whatever. And it was a great um, time, but at the same time, I could see the struggle on how they communicate. And every time we spoke, um, I could see their worrisome and about mm -hmm. and about how they were dealing with life in base. So which makes sense. Yeah. What I did was um, I <coughs> opened it. I talked to my husband, your dad, and I said, I think I'm going to open a small gr a group on Facebook. Um, and I didn't even know what Facebook was, but um, you just your aunt told me about it mm -hmm. because my senior class had a group in there <laughs> and I was like what so I can get in touch with my friends yeah. so I got in on Facebook and I, I said I'm going to start a group for spouses um, from Puerto Rico at that time it was only from Puerto Rico spouses that don't speak English where we can gather together put information translate information for them and at least they have a place to join us and and feel comfortable right and feel safe yeah um and feel part of the community and we did it and it was only 10 of us at the beginning and out of the blue started growing up and growing and growing and everybody was asking permission to get on the group and a um, couple months passed and we had uh, messages from military spouses from other countries Hispanic countries mm -hmm. like Panama or um, Honduras or even Spain asking hey i don't i'm not from puerto rico but i'm a military spouse i only speak spanish and i need help mm -hmm. can i join and we were like yes of course so that's when we changed the name to esposas militares hispanas um so we could include all hispanic latin military spouses in the in the world that are part of u.s armed forces and now we are over ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars? No. Yeah. <laughs> we are over. Sorry, we are over ten thousand spouses all over the world, which is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And we have been together for eleven years now mm -hmm. in Facebook. Yeah. I, I like. Awesome. I like to joke around, but also in all seriousness, that you are a like ambassador for <laughs> Facebook because I love Facebook. Yeah. And they she know it. <laughs> like has it. such a personal relationship with yes, Facebook because of she's a essentially a trailblazer yes. for Facebook's groups. Yes. Um where she's one of like the biggest groups that started that initially. started I think yes. I think we were one of the first groups that started on Facebook. With like a major following. Spouses. Yeah. And um we could have literally thousands and thousands more of spouses, but because of security issues mm -hmm. and because it's very important for me that anyone in that group uh, feels safe, yeah, we vet everybody that comes in. So um, we we're there. We have all, we're in all social networks. We have a website. We have uh, scholarships now. We have. Um, English classes now for free. Yeah, it's, tell it's a lot. Say a little bit about the new um, 
endeavor that's going on. So the new endeavor is thank you to Facebook. Facebook, thank you. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's yeah, basically an ambassador. Free advertisement. <laughs> thank you, Facebook. Um, I love Facebook, and Facebook knows it. But anyway, <laughs> they have been big part of the grow and the success of Esposas Militares mm-hmm. Hispanas because first is the free platform. So I don't have to spend money yeah. to give information and to protect this military spouses. So um, we are we were chosen for Facebook Leadership Community Program, FCLP. And um, it was 150 of us around the globe, and we were one of the lucky ones. So we got a grant from Facebook, and we did our proposal, and part of it was English classes, and we partnership with USA Learns, and we have now a classroom, a free classroom for military spouses to learn English for free. Which is amazing. Anywhere in the world, yeah. they can do it online. Technology, man. Yeah. <laughs> they can do it Who online. Who would have known? And we started the program, what, two, three, four days ago? Yeah, pretty recent. Four days ago. And the first four days, w- excuse me, we probably have about 500 registers um, already. Like mm-hmm. We have sent a lot of emails. But um, we have about 500 in the first class, which is perfect. I mean, yeah. I I was expecting less, so it's good. We're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome, yeah. Um, I've been with my mom ever since the beginning of her yeah. creating this nonprofit, and it's pretty cool to see how she went from just a small group to a very large group, but then also turning that very large group into a nonprofit group right. where she can get it. So it's, like I said, I... She's a little local celebrity because she is the founder of this nonprofit, and she has had interviews with different, like, magazines, different companies. Um, She's been on the news sometimes talking about her organization. Like, it's a big deal, and it's a big deal for the military community because there's, there's lots of different organizations that help military but hers is specific to hispanic families we are the pioneers and and i i think we were the first group ever Mm -hmm. to help hispanic military spouses all over the world um we're trying to concentrate now in language barriers so we want to expand to other military spouses that have language barriers that come from different countries which is my one of my other dreams so um, but little by little, we will get there. But yes, I have been, I think it, we have changed um, rules. We have changed um, legislation. I mean, we have testified in Senate. We have, um, or at the Capitol here in Austin, we have um, been able to go to um, the Senate in D.C. Um, I have been able to... Talk with different important people. Yeah, important people, fancy people. The or problem because Mm -hmm. it was a big problem. We have tons of military spouses that were left behind because they didn't know English, and I was worried about that because one of the main problems was we have a lot of young, very young military spouses, and as soon as they get to their bases. Um, their husband will send be sent deployment, and this woman or man mm-hmm. will stay behind, not knowing anything about the military life or who to contact in case of an emergency, or what to do, mm-hmm. or what was available for them. So they know they can go to us. They have a resource with us, and and we can direct them on the right way. If we don't have the resource, we can send them to another organization or even inside a base yeah. to get whatever they need. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> very proud of it. Very proud of it. I mean, you should be. It only makes sense that you'd be very proud of it. Um, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. But um, that is all the questions I have for you about you, your organization, how you feel about adulting. 
But now we're getting to the tail end of the podcast where we grab questions okay. from the donut, the donut mug of questions. <laughs> it, we did it in episode one and I'm going to continue doing it. So you added a couple more questions yes, to the I jar. Did. And so we're going to go ahead and pick from the jar and talk anything? about. Yeah, just pick one question okay. and then tell us your response to the question. Read it out loud and then. Give me your answer. Oh There's some questions I in there from Jessenia before. I know wrote some in here, so yes. I'm afraid what she wrote. <laughs> what is she You can skip if you need to skip or choose a new one if you need to choose okay. a new well, one. Just <laughs> <laughs> you look so confused. Is your what? Let me see. I can't. It says what? Is this generation too consumed by media? So today's generation. Um, oh, wow. I don't think it's consumed by media. I think it's consumed by social networks. Mm-hmm. Which, which is, it's, it's, it's kind of a media. It, yeah. Uh, I consider media the news. Okay. Okay. So if it's consumed by social networks, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it is. But it's like everything. And, and we're evolving. Yeah. And we're growing and technology is taking over and and I think it's part of of this generation. So I'm not mad about it because I'm learning a lot from you guys. Um, <laughs> but could could there be a limit? Yes, mm-hmm. it could probably be a limit. But that's between parents, children and you as a person. Um I should not dictate how long you're going to be in the internet if you're an adult, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as a mom, yes, I'll probably say, <laughs> hey, you've been too long on your phone, please put it down, <laughs> or no phones on the table, or mm-hmm. or whatever. But I think it's part of this generation, and we have to respect that. Um, maybe I didn't have that while I was growing up, yeah. but we have all the things. Mm-hmm. So we grew up with that with that cycle of life so yeah. it's i think it's part of it it's part of it yeah. so it's not too consumed no it's by not it. i don't think it's consumed by it i think that's a personal choice yeah and if you want to be consumed by media mm-hmm. go for it yeah if you think it's too much just stop watching it that's true or stop doing <laughs> it so why sometimes will you put yourself to that yeah sometimes you need a cleanse from yeah, the media so because it's a little too I crazy mean, if it's too much for you take a break and move away but <laughs> um, i mean it's, it's i think it's a personal choice i hate to impose on people i mm-hmm. hate to say you should not do this when you are in charge of yeah. your life. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that makes sense. All right. That was a good answer. <laughs> My turn. Mm. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Let's see. Um, okay. This is a question I wrote, and it's, have you ever Googled yourself? English. Have you ever Googled yourself? I have Googled myself um, just to see what would pop up. And actually, like... I'm not a lot of Eileen Garcia Sanchez is out there, but I did Google myself and it was when I was younger. I was still like in middle or high school just I to see. I you guys to yeah, yourself. Yeah, you I encouraged did. us to yes, do it. I did. And, and you and Jonathan. Yeah. And when we did it. Uh, the and I was trying to teach you guys that whatever you put on the internet, mm-hmm. it will stay on the yeah. internet. So there were, of course, like by that point, I had my social media account. So those popped up. But there was also an article from when I was in elementary school, when I was in third Third grade, grade, I believe. Yeah. And there was an article about me getting an award for helping a girl with a disability in my classroom. Yeah. Yeah, We both had kids that had disability in our classroom and we were noticed by the local news for it. And so there was an article about us and... That was pretty cool to see, like, not only my social media was there, but that there was an article from when I was a child. Yeah, like the early 2000s. And what does that say? That's just... It never goes away. Yeah, it's there forever. I'm pretty sure if you Googled it now, you could... I think I tried Googling it. Yeah. It's still there. I tried Googling myself, like, 
a few years ago, and I think trust it's still me there. as a parent, I Google all their names <laughs> just I to Google see if we're Eileen, in trouble or not. I Google Jonathan <laughs> and I Google Chris once in a while to make sure that nothing bad pops up, pops up <laughs> or good. I mean, but you never know. <laughs> so yeah, I have Googled myself, um, and it's pretty cool to see that that that's part of my history um, because of that moment I had learned sign language for a little bit I don't know a lot but I learned a little bit because of the girl that I was helping um and it was super cool to see like oh I was a little local celebrity when I was in third grade um but and I'm pretty sure you've googled yourself I mean if you google my mom now everything (laughs) you'll you'll only see the one Janet Sanchez and it'll be everything (laughs) she's done every news article she's been on Every Facebook thing she's I think been involved I have in. Been blessed that way, and I think, um, in maybe may, maybe a lot of people would not agree with me, but I didn't ask for all this recognition because mm-hmm. I hate to be recognized, yeah. and you know <laughs> that. I hate to to be put on the spot. Yes. Um, but I think I did it every single time. Not for me just for those spouses mm-hmm. that were right there. And I never say behind me. I yeah. say right next to me because mm-hmm. we are all the same. Yeah. Um, so, yes, there's a lot of news covering. There's a lot of mm-hmm. um, talk about the organization. If you search my name, there's a lot out there. Yeah, there is a lot. A lot. And, and you mentioned you don't like being the center of attention, but if there's ever something wrong or something that you don't like, you will make sure you're heard by it. Yes. My mom, we like to joke around in the house that she's the Twitter queen because if there's ever, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> if there's, <laughs> if there's Twitter. ever a problem that she encounters with any type of company, yeah. whether it be in person or online, yes. she will tweet that company and, <laughs> and get a fix. She'll get a resolution out of do it. Do you want a resolution? <laughs> do you have a problem? This is a PSA. <laughs> do you, if you have any problem with any company <laughs> any anything do it on twitter <laughs> just do the complaint on twitter i am telling you you will get an answer back from whoever yeah. is in charge of that company in less than five minutes mm-hmm. you literally will get an answer yeah. it's better than calling customer service <laughs> um, it's better than sending a letter Twitter is the thing for you to get stuff done. Yeah, so she's a Twitter queen because she gets it done. She makes sure her voice is heard by how infuriated she is with said company. It may or may not have happened multiple times already. It has (laughs) happened multiple times. I don't like injustice, Mm -hmm. and you know that. And I don't like when... I don't like racism Mm -hmm. and I don't like when people are unfair with Mm -hmm. others or take advantage of others. So if you're out there and you try that with me, I'm going to blast you on Twitter (laughs) for sure. Twitter coin. I don't think your dad likes that, but (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Go ahead and pick Pick another another question. But while you're picking that other question and before you read that question, Uh um, let's talk about last night's, um, language barrier that you had since your organization is about language yeah. barriers. So my accent is very strong <laughs> and we were going to the first football game here in San Antonio and we got tickets from Claudia, our friend and the parking lot issue was, was extremely a ridiculous. Crazy. Mess. They had no handicap or disabled Disabled-ed. veteran. Well, and there disabled was not veteran even like parking parking anywhere everything yeah. has it was a permit and they had advertised it that exactly. there was going to be parking so anyways we it was about two hours us looking for parking Basically. and we decided we're leaving and we're it's gonna not worth go it eat. anymore it's not worth <laughs> it we just watch it on tv yep so we went to this restaurant and we sat down and eat and at the end of the, the dinner i asked for some tea yeah and you wanted honey with your tea and i wanted honey with my tea and the lady literally says, honey, what is that? And I'm like, honey, I <laughs> want some honey for my tea. <laughs> she just kept repeating, honey. Uh, and she honey. goes, well, I, I don't know what it is. And so I don't we even, don't have it. <laughs> so I don't think we have it. I'm like, you don't have honey? I'm like, 
we're in a Chinese freaking restaurant. I'm pretty sure they use honey on something. <laughs> and my husband, of course, and Eileen were like, she wants honey. And she, I guess my husband said it right and I <laughs> said it wrong. And my accent was, I'm pretty sure I say the right thing, but she didn't hear the right thing. So whatever. At the end, I got my honey. <laughs> okay. Now we can go back to your question. <laughs> It was funny, though. Uh, what is your proudest moment? Oh, wow. I have three proudest moments. Child one, child two, yep. child three. Child one, <laughs> child two, child three. There you go. That's my proudest Too moment. easy. Yep, very easy. That's my proudest <laughs> moment. Nice. Um, mine, I mean, there's a lot of different moments. I think my proudest is, like, actually graduating college in four years yeah I didn't think I would do it in four years I thought I, I would you were. I thought I would be like a super senior especially because science um s- science degrees like biology degrees they're pretty hard yeah. like the classes are really difficult and I know you struggle sometimes oh my gosh yes but <laughs> I, was, uh, I knew for sure that you're like your mother stubborn <laughs> And I knew you were going to make it happen yeah. in four years. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a rough four years, but the fact that I did it in four years was amazing yeah. because there were so many of my friends and a lot of ki- peep kids, a lot of people in my, cla- in my classes that they were on the course of essentially doing five years or yeah. f- more than four years of getting their degree yeah. because – like I said, those classes are hard and a lot of people have to retake them. I had to retake two classes out of yeah. those four years, but even retaking them, I still managed to complete it in four years. I think that's my I proudest think I moment. I have told you guys what priorities mean mm-hmm. and you had your priorities straight. No, I, I made it seem like I did. Well, <laughs> well, I'm not saying you need to have fun or I didn't, I don't, I'm not saying that just sometimes you mm-hmm. step the wrong way or whatever, but still your education was yeah. important and you wanted to complete that. So I knew it doesn't matter what you had to do. You were going to finish True. college. Yeah. So. But I'd say that was, that was a good proud moment of yeah. mine. Let's see. Okay. Oh, no, it fell. Oh, um, how was your childhood? I mean, we talked about yours already. Mine was pretty awesome, I got to say. I was the firstborn, so I got to say I was pretty spoiled by not only my parents, but also my grandparents and my great-grandparents and my great family and everybody in the family. She was the first (laughs) great-grandchild. And the first grandchild on your side. On my side. Yeah. On my mom's side. Yeah. First grandchild, first Mm great-grandchild. So she was very... I was very spoiled. <laughs> um, very spoiled. Yeah, so it was a fun childhood, though. I experienced the most moves out of yes, all your you kids. Um, the youngest one got lucky with essentially being yeah. in one place his entire, entire childhood. childhood. Um, so I got, I'd say I got lucky in being able to move because I got to meet so many different people and make so many different connections. So that was pretty awesome. Um, and then just also so many different experiences from living in places. Um, then again, we only lived in the U.S. We never, we never went, went overseas. Went overseas yeah. But it was still pretty cool just to grow up that way. Like I wouldn't picture – it's hard to picture a life without the military. Like right, right. now, it's very – I'm not <laughs> – Very weird for you? <laughs> it's very weird for me. I lost my military benefits on An my ID? birthday. I lost my ID to be able to get on base. Uh that's a major adulting moment for me. <laughs> no longer having um, yeah, those types of benefits. I, Eileen, go and pick up She's like, I, have no ID. I can't get on base. I don't have I an ID. ID. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely a life that I don't know how to live without. But also, I wouldn't change it for anything because that made me who I am today. Yeah. Um, so it was a pretty great childhood. Does that make you... Um, a lot of people talk about... Um, Military families uh, feel like they're entitled of everything because no. we have benefits and we have IDs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now that you don't have an ID, <laughs> uh, do you think at that point you were entitled to that? Like, do you felt like I didn't? What was the? Di- how do you feel different? 
I didn't feel like I was entitled. Um, I just like I felt lucky. Like yeah. I felt very blessed to point. have that chance at a different life. Like I know, uh, growing up, all of my friends were military yeah. kids. But once I got to college, not only I think out of all my friends, only one of two of them actually were like involved in the military somehow. One of them, her dad was in the Air Force. The other one, her aunt was in the military, like in a different type of military. So she had that similar experience. Um, So I think I was just very blessed with that opportunity to be able to have those benefits, which like shopping at the PX, no tax, like not paying tax. That's great. Like that's how I plan to buy (laughs) all electronics that were so expensive, not being, having to pay tax for them. And now it's just like, Oh, I could have gotten it. Like, I'll go to the stores and it, oh, it sucks because I'll go to the stores and I have my USAA credit card and everybody knows the USAA yeah, is a, a military, military bank. bank. And so I'll give them my credit card and they'll be like, oh, military. And I'll be like, no, <laughs> my ID is expired. <laughs> I can't use the discount anymore. And so that is a moment where I'm just like, man, I could have saved a couple dollars just now. And it would have been great. But again, like, that's just something you have to learn. Like, there are people that don't have access to this type of benefit system, which I'm learning to live that way now. And you can't, you have to take advantage of those things when you have it. Which I did. Like, I went shopping at the PX as much as possible. I went on so many different things as possible. Um, so many activities. Everything but medical. Everything but yeah, I hate going to the doctor, and that was the only thing that I didn't really do when I had those Never as did. an adult. I just and I mean it. It's a joke. It's a funny thing to say because I hated the doctor so much. I would go every few years, and then like my senior year of college, I sprained my ankle, and I scheduled an appointment after going to the ER, and I went to my doctor, and he was like how are you? It's been a year and a half since I've seen you. And I was like, yeah, um, I'm doing great. I'm just here because I sprained my ankle. I wouldn't be here any other way. Um, so I, yeah, I hate going to the doctor. I have my first doctor's appointment again in like uh, two years this week. I know I'm paying for health insurance now out of my paycheck, uh, my job. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my gosh. But luckily I make enough. you feel accomplished? I do. I feel very accomplished by it. And it's fun. It's fun to say that, like, I'm 23. I have a full-time job um, with benefits. Like, I worked to get there because I graduated college and I had a seasonal job. And then I got this part-time job. And then this part-time job turned to a full-time job with benefits. So I definitely am proud because I worked my way up to that point. We did that. Can I just clarify that? But yeah, we that's build that. <laughs> you build that repertoire. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was pretty pretty great, I gotta say. Um, I forgot how many questions we went through. Okay, um, let's do one last one question. Okay. You go ahead and pick it. Okay, one more question. All right. What's an embarrassing moment? I have too many because I'm always in the flower. I'm falling down everywhere. Also, I my accent is very strong. So sometimes I'm trying to say a word and some people understand something mm-hmm. else. For example, when I say beach, I'm trying to say the sun, the water, and people understand something else. <laughs> People are like, what did you just call yes, me? And they're like, no, I, I said a No, beach. I'm talking about the beach. <laughs> and, well, you get it. So, yeah. I don't know. I, there's so many. There's one moment that it's just really funny and ingrained in my head. Um, but it was, I was in elementary school. We were in Fort, we were in Fort Meade. Or I was at, <laughs> yeah. Was in Glen Haven. We were in Glen Haven, Maryland. Thing? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was, was Glen the, Haven. it was Halloween trick-or-treating. And we were walking from the outside to go inside. We had just gone next door because there was like a senior living home or yeah, something we were next doing door. Halloween. Yeah. Yes. And so we were coming back on our no, way back. No, it was actually senior living, but they had um, 
disability case yeah. also. Yeah. And so we had just finished trick-or-treating and we were on our way back and my mom is walking with us and she's like talking to somebody and turns around talking to the person and then she turns back around and she rams right into a glass door. Oh my god. That was and, <laughs> and I mean everything stopped. <laughs> and the principal was like what the hell? And one of the kids that were like special ed or so whatever said what the fuck or something like that. He said a bad word and I was like oh my god. And I could see my husband and my mom in the far away just checking their heads like that was Janet. It was that just, just so that funny. Glass. That is like an yeah. ingrained moment it in my head. It was a funny, I don't know if you think consider that embarrassing, but it was just a really funny moment. It was very embarrassing. In like my childhood. It was very, very embarrassing. <laughs> it was very embarrassing. <laughs> I have many, many embarrassing moments, but yeah. And they just fun. keep, like, everyone has those, and yeah. they keep happening. I don't think you'll ever stop having embarrassing moments. No, you don't. And so that's just a well, thing that comes that in life. Exactly. You it's a fun, it a fun story, story later, like yeah. this one was. You make it a fun mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Definitely. So thank you for joining me on oh, episode you're two. Thank you for inviting me. Yay. I'm so happy that you got to be my second guest. Yes. I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but is there anything you want every anybody to know um, if you want anyone to like go check anything out or if you want anyone to like see something somewhere? So I could say if you guys want to help out Esposas Militares Hispanas, mm-hmm. you can go to our website, www.esposasmilitaresusa.org. And we work only by donations. Nobody in our organization is paid. We only have volunteers. Mm-hmm. So to progress in our programs like scholarships yeah. and English class and all that, we need donations. So if you would like to donate, you can donate in our website. You can visit us in Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and Google Plus <laughs> and Pinterest. We literally have an account in every so single just social network. Google. <laughs> yeah, just Google Esposas Militares Hispanas and it comes up <laughs> right away right away nice um and then of course like always you can follow me um on everything curly headed cutie eileen and you can listen to this on um spotify apple podcast tune in radio soundcloud like i'm on all those platforms and you can watch it if you want on facebook and youtube um curly headed cutie eileen or curly headed cutie chronicles either way you'll be able to find me and yeah Thanks for coming. That Thank was uh, episode two of Woo-hoo. Life and Curly Cues with me, Eileen. Thank Thanks you. for coming, and I'll talk to y'all on the next one. Thank Bye. Thank you, guys.